0: Chapter 5 of Miss Maitland, Private Secretary. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Holly Jensen. Miss Maitland, Private Secretary by Geraldine Bonner. Chapter 5 Robbery in High Places the next morning mr janney had to read the papers to himself for miss maitland went to town on the eight forty five he sat on the balcony and missed her for the chicago murder had developed several new features and he had no one to talk them over with suzanne who never came down to breakfast appeared at twelve and said she was going to the fairfaxes to lunch with bridge afterward though she was not yet aware of mrs janney's intention to once more come to her aid her gloom and ill-humor had disappeared she looked bright almost buoyant her eyes showing a lively gleam her lips parting in ready smiles she was going to the beach before lunch and left with a large knitting-bag slung from her arm and a parasol tilted over her shoulder it was not until she was halfway across the lawn that old sam remembered her nocturnal appearance which he had intended asking her about she was hardly out of sight when bibita and annie came into view on the drive returning from the morning bath bibita had a trouble and raced up the steps to tell him she had lost her torch she was quite disconsolate over it annie had said they'd surely find it but it wasn't anywhere and she knew she'd left it on the nursery table when she went to bed in the light of subsequent events mr janney thought his answer to the child had been dictated by providence why he didn't say your mother knows she had it last night he never could explain nor what prompted the words ask your mother she's probably seen it somewhere babita accepted the suggestion with some hope and then hearing that her mother would not be home until the afternoon fell into momentary dejection mrs janney was to take her accustomed drive at four and her husband said he would go with her some time before the hour he appeared on the balcony cool and calm his poise restored after the trials of the previous day and the disturbed night and sat down to wait inside the house his wife was busy several important papers had come on the morning mail and these with the opals she decided to put in the safe before starting after they were stored in their shelves and the opals back in their box she could not resist a look at her emeralds of all her material possessions the dearest she lifted the purple velvet case and opened it the emeralds were not there she stood motionless experiencing an inner sense of upheaval her heart leaping and then sinking down her body shaken by a tremor such as the earth feels when rocked by a seismic throw she tried to hold herself steady and opened the other cases the two pearl necklaces the sapphire riviere the diamond and ruby tiara as each revealed its emptiness her hands began to tremble until when she reached the white suede box of the black pearl pendant they shook so she could hardly find the clasp everything was gone a clean sweep had been made of the janney jewels moving with a firm step she went to the balcony in the doorway she came to a halt and said quietly to her husband sam my jewels have been stolen mr janney squared round stared at her and ejaculated in feeble denial oh no oh yes she answered with the same note of grim control come and see when he saw his old veined hands shaking as they dropped the rifled cases he turned and blankly faced his wife who was watching him with a level scrutiny mary was all he could falter mary my dear last night she nodded when we were out the place was almost empty i'll call the servants she went to the foot of the stairs and called elspeth old sam bewildered by the sudden catastrophe emerging from the safe as pale and shaken as if he was the burglar last night of course last night he murmured trying to think they were here at eight i saw them we saw them anybody could have seen them elspeth appeared on the stairs and came running down mrs janney's orders delivered like pistol shots upon her advance i've been robbed the safe's been opened and all the jewels are gone go and call the servants every one of them tell them to come here at once elspeth knew enough to make no reply and with a terrified face scudded past her mistress to the kitchen mrs janney her attention attracted by sounds of distracted amazement from her husband mobilized him go and get miss maitland we'll have to send for detectives she can do it she doesn't lose her head mr janney too stunned to be anything but meekly obedient trotted off down the hall to miss maitland's study then stopped and came back she's in town she hasn't got back yet Ch! mrs janney gave a sound of exasperation i'd forgotten it how maddening you'll have to do it go in there to the phone she indicated the telephone closet at the end of the hall call up the kissam agency that's the best we had them when the bellboy at atlantic city stole my sables get kissam himself and tell him what's happened and to take hold at once to come now not to waste a minute and don't you either hurry mr janney hasted away and shut himself in the telephone closet as the servants marshalled by dixon and elspeth entered in a scared group they had been taking tea in their own dining-room when elspeth burst in with the direful news eight of them were old employees had been years in mrs janney's service hannah the cook had been with her nearly as long as dixon isaac the footman was her nephew dixon's large heavy jowled face was stamped with aghast concern the kitchen-maid was in tears mrs janney addressed them like what she was a general in command of her forces my jewels have been stolen some time last night the safe was opened and they were taken it is my order that every one of you stay in the house not holding communication with anyone outside until the police have been here and made a thorough investigation your rooms and your trunks will have to be searched, and I expect you to submit to it willingly with no grumbling. Dixon answered her. It's what we'd expect, madam. Me and Isaac both know the combination, and we'd want to have our own characters cleared as much as we'd want you to get back your valuables. Hannah spoke. We'd welcome it, Mrs. Janney. There's none of us wants any suspicion resting on em delia the housemaid with the inflamed eye took it up she was a newcomer in the household and in her fright her brogue acquired an unaccustomed richness god knows i was in my room at nine and not a move out of me till seven the next morning and that's today. mr janney issuing from the telephone closet here interrupted them he addressed his wife it's all right i got Kissum himself he'll be here on the five-thirty she answered with a nod and was turning for further instructions to dixon when suzanne entered from the balcony up to that moment mr janney had forgotten all about his nocturnal vision now it came back upon him with a shattering impact he felt his knees turn to water and his heart sink down to inner unplumbed depths in his anatomy he grasped at the back of a chair and for once his manners deserted him for he dropped into it though his wife was standing what's all this said suzanne coming to a halt her glance shifting from her mother to the group of solemn servants she looked very pretty her face flushed the blue tint of her linen dress harmonizing graciously with her pink cheeks and corn-colored hair mrs janney explained as she did so old sam his face as gray as his beard watched his stepdaughter with a furtive eye suzanne appeared amazed quite horror-stricken she too sank into a chair and listened open-mouthed her feet thrust out before her the high heels planted on the rug why what an awful thing was her final comment then as if seized by a sudden thought she turned on dixon were all the windows and doors locked last night all on the lower floor mrs price me and isaac went round them before we started for the village and there's not a night suzanne cut him off brusquely then how could anyone get in to do it there was a curious surging movement among the servants a mutter of protest mr janney intervened you'd better let matters alone suzanne detectives are coming and they'll inquire into all that sort of thing i suppose i can ask a question if i like she said pertly then suddenly looking about the hall where's miss maitland in town said her mother oh she went in did she i thought her day off was thursday she asked for today. what does it matter mrs janney was irritated by these irrelevancies and turned to the servants now i've instructed you and for your own sakes obey what i've said not a man or woman leaves the house till after the police have made their search that applies to the garage men and the gardeners dixon you can tell them she stopped the crunch of motor wheels on the gravel had caught her ear there's someone coming i'm not at home dixon the servants huddled out to their own domain and dixon with a resumption of his best hall-door manner went to ward off the visitor but it was only miss maitland returning from town she had several small packages in her hands and looked pale and tired the news that greeted her mrs janney was her informant left her as blankly amazed as it had the others she was shocked asked questions could hardly believe it old sam found the opportunity a good one to study suzanne who appeared extremely interested in the secretary's remarks once when miss maitland spoke of keeping some of her books and the house money in the safe he saw his stepdaughter's eyelids flutter and droop over the bird-bright fixity of her glance it was at this stage that babita ran into the hall and made a joyous rush for her mother oh mummy i've waited and waited for you she flung herself against suzanne's side in soft collision i've lost my torch and i've asked everybody and nobody's seen it do you know where it is suzanne arched her eyebrows in playful surprise then putting a finger under the rounded chin lifted her daughter's face and kissed her softly sweetly tenderly darling i'm so sorry but i haven't seen it anywhere if you can't find it i'll buy you another End of chapter five recording by holly jensen